0: When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply.
1: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.
2: If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox, or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. From coast
1: to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. <laughs> The following program is intended for immature audiences only.
3: You are going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is brought to you in part by the Net Connection. Local people providing local internet access. Give them a call at 724 929 4700 or visit them online at www.tc.net. Online with Bill Alexander is also sponsored by Bill Giannetti Motors, providing quality vehicles for 40. Years. Give Chip a call at 724 or visit them online at BillDNATyMotors.com. Now stay tuned for Hot Live with Bill Alexander. Been on a roll. I got old lady luck in my soul. Like a gambler on a street Looks like everything's going my way I'm just a man But the gods have been smiling at me There's the smell of sweet perfume Now there's only one thing left to say
0: everyone, yours truly, William, Eric, Alexander, all my friends, Commie, Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander, a special Sunday night edition of the program. As we, how do I want to put this, something I've wanted to do most of my career, if not all of the career, we're going to be talking to someone I grew up listening to in Pittsburgh talk radio. And let's just say I started listening to this individual when I was about 15, 16 years of age, and I'm 43 now. So (laughs) it's been quite a few years. But uh, we're going to be talking to, as they call her, Pittsburgh's lone liberal. I don't know if she likes the title or not, but that's what they call her. We're going to be talking to Lynn Cullen here on the Netio Show tonight, looking forward to doing that. And we're going to be talking about what she's doing right now in radio or soon to be doing in radio, and I put that in air quotes, Well, we're going to talk about her career and the state of radio in general, not only in Pittsburgh but around the country. So that's going to be fun. And for those of you that are trying to figure out what she's going to be doing next, she starts an online program, online radio program. Sounds familiar, huh? That starts on Tuesday, the 18th of August, 2009, at 10 a.m., And you'll be able to uh, listen to Lynn at www.pittsburghcitypaper.ws. Again, that's pittsburghcitypaper.ws or pghcitypaper.com. So that's going to be happening on Tuesday, but in just a few moments after the break, we're going to be talking to Lynn Cullen here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
1: The Net Connection, local people providing local Internet access, fast Internet access, friendly customer service. Give the Net Connection a call at 724-929-4700 or visit them online at www.dp.net. Phil Gianetti Motors, providing quality vehicles for 40 years. If you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle, give Chip Giannetti a call at 724-785-6800 or visit them online at com.
4: This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can find out more at blueberry.com. That's blueberrywithnoease.com.
1: Hi, this is Jack Bogut, and you are online with Bill Alexander.
0: But I called you 20 years ago when you were at the other place, and I made a promise that someday I would take your job. Well, guess what? It never happened.
3: (laughs) (laughs) However, I
0: did work in talk radio. I worked for uh, AM 1130 when it was a talk station in Brownsville and WNBS in Uniontown. Cool. I did it for about 15 years, and I got out of it to get stable work. I'm now a school teacher, and I teach radio and television communications.
4: Wow. Well, maybe I'll be joining you on the faculty. I'll I'll tell you what, you can't take my job anymore because I don't have one. I know.
0: When I heard that, I was just crushed. But I still do some podcasting and keeping my way that way with teaching new media, too. So maybe you can find your avenue in new media instead of dealing with the traditional media that's uh, falling apart.
4: To hell with those traditional media people. Uh, Bill, thank you. I hope. I'll I'll find my way. And and
0: little did I know, almost a year later, I was right. On the phone with me right now is Lynn Cullen. Lynn, this is an honor (laughs) and a privilege for me to be able to talk to you on my show instead of me calling into yours.
4: Isn't this something? What a turnaround! And 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 what a prescient person you are, because here here I am going to be entering into new media.
0: Which, for those of you that aren't familiar with The Voice, I, I and I hate to say this because I just turned 43. I grew up listening to Lynn in Pittsburgh. And I hate to say that. I know. God. Yeah, the last the last person I interviewed that worked radio was Jack, working in radio is Jack Bogut. And I said the same thing. And Jack said he started when he was 12. So if you want to use the same line, you're more than welcome.
4: Well, no, I don't need to steal lines from Jack Bogut, who, by the way, is a hell of a lot older than I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but for those of you who aren't familiar, this is Lynn Cullen. I've listened to Lynn, as I said, growing up in the Pittsburgh radio market. One of the reasons I wanted to do talk radio for uh, so many years and had the opportunity of doing it. And, and Lynn, again, this, is, this is, an, is an honor and everything else. Now, the question I have for you, with all the changes that have happened in Pittsburgh media, how did you find your way to the Internet now?
4: Well, you can bet it wasn't my idea uh because i never i i have throughout my career been uh just blessed by being snatched up by you know knights in shining white armor and they've said, "Here, come over here and that's what happened in this case a city city paper uh contacted me and said, "You know we think it'd be a really good idea if and then th- the rest is uh, well. It isn't history yet because it hasn't started. But there I am, and and it, and I still am somewhat, you know, flummoxed by it. But I got a feeling that uh, this is going to be a great move. I really, really do. Now, when you,
0: how many years ago has it been since you first came to Pittsburgh?
4: I came in January. Oh God, of 1981. Okay, okay and so how old were you then if you grew up listening to me? <laughs> let's see. In
0: 81, I probably, let's see, I graduated in 84 at 17, so I was uh, 14, almost 15 years old.
4: Well, you were well grown up by the time. I mean, you were almost grown when I came to town.
0: Right, right. Um, and actually, I started listening to you um, when I was in college, and it was because of my grandmother who <laughs> – was a big fan of yours, and knowing that I was going into the, into the profession, she knew I loved talk radio, and she said, you have to listen to this woman. Well, not only did she listen to you, but also my father, mm. and um, big fans of yours, and I, and I hate to say this in an interview, but I, I just have to let it out, that everybody was crushed when they found out that all this stuff has happened to you, and you came to Pittsburgh originally to do TV news,
4: Correct. Absolutely. That's what I yeah, I came as a television news reporter for WTAE TV and didn't start doing radio for and here's where I I never know dates, but I I think I solely was in television for about 4 years at least, 4 or 5 before I went to radio.
0: And then someone came to you and said, Lynn, we have this idea. We want you to host a uh,
4: talk show or what? Well, it's exactly as I said. It's always somebody else sort of pushing me someplace. I was told, hey, because uh, there was a WTA AM radio station in the same right. building, uh, a station that I never listened to. I was never a radio Person, I rarely listen to radio, never listen to talk, and they said uh, we need you to fill in on the uh, on the show uh, next week. And I, I, I said, well, I don't even I, I don't even know how to do it. And they said it's really easy. All you got to do is talk. <laughs> So I found myself in this studio, uh, you know, a little bit frightened. But then it turned out all I had to do was talk. And I I just fell in love with it. What fun to be able to stretch into hours as opposed to television, where they say, you know, you're lucky if you get 90 seconds to do anything and And to have nobody bothering you to to be able to use your head and to be sort of on the edge, it just appealed to every part of my personality, the sort of at risk part the performer the performer part, the part that likes to think uh, I sometimes have a good head on my shoulders and can think fast um i it was just um i duck to water that's what it was and i did tv and radio for about three four five years i don't know until um i became a parent and then choosing one or the other i decided i had to uh it was no contest so radio one so how old is sam now my son is 17. <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when you when you adopted him. Yeah, well, he said. Me and pretty much
0: all of all the rest of Pittsburgh remembers that too, but yeah. Uh.
4: Well, I think that's some one of the wonderful things about being able to have a career in the same city for so long is that uh, people, you know, you do share your life with with this entire community and people do know you and uh, I've always felt such warmth. From my audience, I've also felt a little bit of, uh, you know, animosity on occasion, but a lot of warmth. And uh, it's just amazing how many people ask about my mother, my sister, (laughs) my brother. And uh, some people might think that's weird. And I think I don't talk about them that much, but I must.
0: One one thing, and this is going off track slightly, is that when you started – in talk radio in pittsburgh talk radio was much different than it is now
4: remind me you're going to tell me <laughs> you're going to tell me you're going to ask me to tell you what it was like you know what i have no ma- i do know it felt it felt then less stressful and i don't know why and it was more wide ranging things were less polarized is how I remember it. Is, right. is, is that
0: what you remember? I, I remember it because when I started um, doing it, which was in the early 90s, is it was more of a conversation that you could sit and you would right. talk about anything from, from the weather to restaurants in town to movies to whatever it may be, and occasionally you would dabble into
4: politics. politics. Oh, and, those were the days. And,
0: I mean, it was wonderful because I used to consider... It as a basically a group of friends sitting around a coffee table or sitting around the kitchen table having coffee and talking about the day's events without yelling at each other.
4: You know what, Bill? Maybe that's exactly what I should do on my internet show.
0: And and well, that's what I try to do here, and sometimes it works and sometimes it <laughs> doesn't, because there's certain people out there that just want to create controversy or
4: well, tension. That's right. And it's the expectation. Uh, anybody, uh, what, under the, uh, I mean, who's young, who grew up with talk radio as this, you know, this mud wrestling pit, right. um, that expectation is there. And frankly, my persona in town has been politicized, you know, as the, the lone liberal or, you know, the liberal and this and st- and, and And I really, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking today this morning, I was walking my dog in the cemetery and uh, musing on on life as one tends to do in cemeteries and I thought I I really I feel very constrained by talk radio now and and, and this sense that I have to trumpet one position and, 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 and that we all have to fit into these little slots and everybody has to be very certain about everything. And I am thinking, what stupidity. What stupidity in the most – I mean, the times we are living, living in are so uncertain in every way, and yet we're supposed to stake out positions in this uncertain environment as being absolutely certain about whatever it is we're, we're talking about at the time? I mean, only fools are absolutely certain. I'm really sick of it.
0: Well, and, and I'm, I'm at the same point you are right now. Now, when you were working, when you started in talk radio, you were working for TAE. You had
4: right. Ann Devlin. Yeah.
0: Phil Music. Yeah. And Doug Hurth. Wow. In my opinion, still one of the best talk lineups right. that Pittsburgh's ever seen. Right. Where have I, the other
4: three gone? Isn't that some. You know what? Um, they're all alive as far as I know. Well, that's good. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. A, that's a good start. I know that two of the three are definitely in town. I'm not sure about film music, and I I, I don't know. And if anybody does know, I wish they'd tell me. Doug is still ruminating about the next uh, his next act, mm-hmm. but I think uh, he feels that his career in radio has come to an end. And um, Anne went on to – you know, Anne was ahead of everybody. Anne went and it started an internet talk show. And, and I remember
0: when that happened.
4: When the heck was that? That was ages ago. Yeah, no, I was... didn't even understand what she was talking about.
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody did at the time. No,
4: and of course so it was, she was uh, too far ahead of the curve.
0: And, and it was – With Uncle Dougie, I've had the opportunity. I sat on his program. I was on the – as part of the gang
3: on several
0: occasions at uh, the last station that you worked longer than three months at. And – sorry, I had to say that. I was
3: there 10 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I had the opportunity of doing that and uh, met you briefly briefly. Within that same time frame, I had a group of students with me, and we were observing Jack Bogut's program, Mm
3: -hmm. and you were
0: getting ready to come on the air and had the opportunity to meet meet you personally in passing. But everything I know about you has been from on the air or the conversations you and I have had uh, via telephone. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I think is interesting is now you are moving into this new, new venture, this new avenue. And when I was doing some research, I didn't realize the city paper was owned by Still City Media. Correct. Now
4: they own your, two radio stations.
0: They own the Bob FM, and they lo, own uh, what Q 929 two nine. And when I heard you doing this at first, I didn't realize who the City Paper was. And I'm thinking, okay, is she doing this out of a studio? Is she doing? How is she doing? Is she doing it like I do, which I have had a in home studio for years because I used to do a um, syndicated big band program regionally. And left all the equipment. And then in 2006, I started doing it. And I, I started doing some research, and I'm going, wait a minute. The people that she's working for, they know what they're doing. Right. So have they put a studio together for you at yes. City Paper?
4: I just saw it for the first time this week, and I was blown away. It is the most beautiful studio I will ever have had. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the one in PTT, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, I mean, but all of them and I mean I even did a little stint at KDKA, those jerks. And and they've got the they've got the worst, ugliest, dirty old repulsive studio imaginable. And TAEs was disgusting, and yeah. and and, and uh, well, Whammo's was nothing to talk about, and and all of a sudden here I am, and and believe it or not, I I have a view of the I'm on a 22nd floor with a view of the city. I'm looking at this glorious city, and, but you're talking internally. There is nothing I will want for. Uh, I was talking to the engineer. So we got your computer here, and we can have you know, the AP wire, and we can have da-da-da, and we'll get you a television. You can monitor CNN or MSNBC or Fox, or whatever you want to do, and uh, you'll have this thing here. All you got to do is push a button, and you'll get you know, sound effects and blah-blah-blah-blah. And I was just blown away. But they cannot seem seemingly do enough to make me comfortable. They're very excited about this, and um, uh, I was more anxious about it. But when I saw how what good hands I was in, I thought, all right. So I am very very excited, and I imagine it'll take a while, obviously, to build to have people know you're there. And um, I just think it's going to be fantastic, and I suspect we'll stretch into – I'm starting with just an hour, but I suspect rather quickly we'll stretch into a longer. I was going to ask
0: you if they're going to give you the opportunity to go basically as long as you want.
4: Well, yeah, that's true. And and that's really nice about that. Right, but when we start, here's the rub, and the reason I'm only doing an hour initially is we're not taking calls for the first week or two. You're you're going to do an hour monologue. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not hard. Trust me, I do it on a regular basis. Yeah, well,
4: you know, when nobody uh, listen, who hasn't done it? When nobody calls, you do a monologue. So um, I, I I will do that, and we'll we'll all just get sort of comfortable. I mean, people can email or tweet right. and that kind of thing. Oh, you're tweeting now. I am. Because I knew there was a phantom account out
0: there for Lynn Cullen that I recently subscribed to.
4: Yes, but you haven't gotten anything back. Right? I haven't gotten anything back. Well, okay, so I'm technically I'm not tweeting yet, but um I think I'm supposed to start like any minute. Okay. <laughs> I just wait, don't wait. I'm not the Bill. I'm not the kind of person who's going to say, "Well, uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking at my post toasties and thinking about what I'll do today." I mean, I, I have to figure out what to do with, with that. But I think I'm going to use it mostly as a prom, promotional, you know, letting people know maybe what's on my mind and what I might be talking about.
0: And another another thing that I, I use it for when I do my program live is that if people are afraid to call in, they can do the question that way. Exactly. Hey, did you see this? Hey, have you, and, and, and do something like that. Now, as I said, when I found out – I didn't realize City, uh, Steel City Media owned this, and when I was looking at the demographic of what the Pittsburgh City paper is, I'm going, that's you. What,
4: what is their demographic? You know
0: more than I do. What is their demographic? Wait a minute. Why are you getting the job? Maybe I should have um, oh, God. I told you someday I would take it. But <laughs> the, the reach is 50%, 54%. The market is between the ages of 25 and 54. Uh-huh. Your um, gender makeup for the paper is 58% male, 42% female. Mm. And the then you go through with what 62% of the readers of the paper are college graduates or have some college uh-huh. and have gone to the theater and everything else. And I'm reading this last night going, That's Lynn's audience.
4: Yeah, that does sound like my audience. This may
0: be the best fit you've ever had, because what's nice about the internet is that you're able to pinpoint your demographic without waiting to listen to the jerk that's on before you and have to listen to the jerk that's on after you. (laughs) Sorry, I've listened to KDK on a regular basis too at one time. So I, I (laughs) oh god, oh god, but. But the whole thing, and, and when I first started contacting you this past uh, th- this this past winter, is when the word came out you were going to WAMO. Yeah. Did you think that was an odd fit when they approached you?
4: You betcha. Uh, but, you know, anyone who, listen, uh, anyone who had offered me a job, I would have taken at that right. point. And I thought it was an odd fit, but I also thought it, it – again presented opportunity um to uh broaden my audience actually to and i got all excited about maybe having an uh, having an opportunity to let uh pittsburgh uh blacks and whites listen to each other right and so i was you know i was in my you know sort of la-la land, oh, I can make the world a better place mode and thinking this could really, you know, be a wonderful opportunity to hear voices we don't hear and you know, maybe listen to each other. And uh, I don't know. Well, that was not to be. I, I Clearly, when they when they gave me the job, they I can't imagine they didn't know they were intending to sell the dang thing.
0: Right. And they're selling it, which I think is odd for Pittsburgh to another religious organization. Oh, right. that is ultra
4: conservative. Right, and actually, I I find that I know everybody says, well, it's just business. They can, you know, they got eight or nine million, and of course, and I'm thinking, you know, there's more than just business. It seems to me if you're the only um, African American owned. Uh, station and this is your flagship, you've got other stations this is your yeah. flagship and this is your home and uh, it's the only station with that urban format mm-hmm. and the only station that gives uh, uh, advertising and provides a marketplace for the African American community here and then to me that, that's more than business that seems like you should factor in a lot of other stuff and i I you know I was stunned, frankly, that there was less of a hue and cry uh, about the sale of Wham-O, not because of me, but because of the black community than, than there was. I really was shocked about sort of the acquiescence uh, with which Pittsburgh's black community took it, and the total lack of criticism of the Davenport family that owns it.: You're right, or did.
0: And, and again, but they're still using, for the urban network that they have, they're still using Pittsburgh as the home base for it.
4: Which is ridiculous, because that's why be- Bev Smith's show comes out of. And Bev Smith will still be doing her show, but Pittsburgh won't be able to hear it. To hear it. And and that makes no sense to
0: me whatsoever, because, again, it's talk radio is much easier to do when you're working with a local and regional audience. When you work with a national audience, it's difficult, because you have no idea where most of these people are calling from or what they're experiencing. When you're in Pittsburgh, you know what the weather's like, you know what the sports teams have done, you know what's going on in local and regional politics, and you can actually relate to them some way. Nationally, it's difficult. And if you don't have that base that you're still dealing with, I can't imagine trying to do a national program in the city that's not listening to it.
4: Well, I'm sure she's not happy about it. I'm sure now, she's
0: not happy. Now, yeah. after the, the, the change at PTT, which blew everybody out of the way. It and, and hey, a brilliant
4: move that way. And uh, I huh? said
0: it served them right. They went to all uh, money talk, and the market crashed. I was really happy for him <laughs> when that happened. And a friend of mine <laughs> is a friend of the catalyst behind that move. And for weeks on end, I kept yelling at him going, do you realize what you've just done? Well, we think it's going to get better. Well, money in Pittsburgh doesn't usually go well together, in my opinion. But when that happened, you had to be blown away when they told you, we're going to an all-money format, and your last day is going to be the uh, 29th of August. Right. I, and, and, and how the response was that, and I called in that final week. But was any other station in touch with you in Pittsburgh and other areas around the
4: city to no. say, Lynn, we want no. you? No, no, because all that I mean, I'm a talk show person and who does talk in Pittsburgh? Right. Uh the aforementioned uh, horror, horror KDKA. Um and they don't want me at all. There was no, there wasn't even um I, I called, I called them. Of course.
0: Right. And,
4: and- it was just um you know i they were they were polite, but clearly they don't want me. I don't fit in, and you know it's crazy because I come with an audience, I come with advertisers, oh, yes. I come with a a different point of view, which you would think. They might want to give to their audience instead of the same stuff. I come as not a white male, for God's sake. I come with all of that. They don't want it. And uh, I know they were deluged with letters and Mm -hmm. calls and emails from people, and uh, nothing would move them. And the other was the, what, 104.7? Yeah, yeah. I got a very nice email almost immediately from their program director uh, telling me that uh, he really, really likes me and um, telling me to call. So I I thought, oh, great. So I called him, and all he was able to offer me was fill-in work. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has all this conservative talk, so filling in uh, but filling in in other cities as well. You know how that works now. Right. So if a show host in Omaha is on vacation, I could do that show from here.
0: Right. Which well, again, you know, like I, I said, I mean, there's no connection do, between you and
4: Omaha. I yeah, I have no connection to Omaha. I wouldn't even know what to do. And on top of it, I have to assume that all those shows are conservative. What do I want to walk into, a bunch of raging conservatives in Omaha? And I can assure—I didn't even get to the point of saying, well, what would you pay me for that? Because I can tell you what they'd pay you. Uh, peanuts. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be worth my guess to go out and do it. So I got just sort of very angry and thought, you know, to hell with you all. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not. Now,
0: when you left PTT, you were also doing, or at least they were re or broadcasting – Part of your show on PCNC, right? Did they approach you about um, yes doing something there? Yes, they did. And you decided not to.
4: They asked me if I was interested in the the night talk show that they do. Okay,
0: okay. And you know, I'm at a point. Was doing at the time until he got picked up by KD again.
4: It's it it's where everyone goes who's been canned and was waiting for something better. And and because that's how they use that show. Again, you're doing it for nothing. And right. I have to tell you, I've watched that show. It sucks. Yeah. And they put nothing into it, and I don't want to sit there in that damn studio talking to boring people. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to. Why do I want to do that? It doesn't you know, it doesn't and let alone ruin my evening where I'd, right. I'd rather be uh, with my son or with friends. And you know what? You reach a certain age, and here's the advantage Bill, of being an old fogey like me, where I say, "Screw it, uh-huh And that's what i th- I said, "No, I won't do it." so there may I have in in essence burned every bridge in town <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: I, I get, and and then the, with the changes now, with KDK the way it is right now, being programmed basically out of New York city, yeah. If it would be programmed out of Pittsburgh, do you think that would have been different? maybe
4: okay but it also I... but it also it also it depends on who's sitting in that chair okay who the who the p d is the program director, who the general manager is, and whether they ever. Uh, ha think outside the box, you know, whether they ever say, well, I know the format is, you know, th- this is the way it works. And it's conservative. And we don't want some, you know, yeah, you know, raging, you know, liberal woman screeching on the air. I, I, I just don't. I, I think radio uh, management right now is in a state of terror. I think they don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, they know it's happening and it doesn't look good. They aren't sure what to do, and you've seen in both instances at PTT, uh, that station attempting to do something, uh, which obviously had an impact on me. At WAMO, trying to do something because their ad revenues are falling, their audience is right. dropping off because of the internet. Because of uh, the internet's really doing a job on on. Um, on everything, you know? Which,
0: which I think is interesting because, like I said, I've been doing this for three years now, and I've gotten calls from as far away as I look at my wall map from uh, Belfast, Ireland.
4: Yeah. Because oh, you
0: have an international audience now compared to what you did before, which is kind of fun to be able to talk to, to people from all around, uh, around the world. But I had someone locally at one of the stations that I used to work with that we did not part on good terms because of a management change, that they said, well, you can do this. You're not doing real radio. And my response was, I never said I was doing radio. I'm doing internet broadcasting, or as I refer to it as Netio, where the internet meets radio, which is Netio." Has anybody approached you that you've worked with or that going, but Lynn, you're going to the Internet. That, no one's going to listen to you.
4: No one has said that to my face. Okay. But I'm sure they're thinking that. Um, and I'm thinking, no, I think I am positioning myself at a relatively early point in this transition <laughs> in exactly the right place.
0: Now, with the city paper, are they telling you, Lynn, we want you to be – um no completely left we
4: want no, you to be at no, no. the center how are they are they
0: saying do it your way
4: bill they haven't said boo about content <laughs> well that's good that's the best part well you're darn right and they haven't said a word the
0: moment a program director gets involved is when the program goes to hell in a handbasket
4: always and 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 i have never um i have never particularly fall, you know, followed any orders coming from Anywhere else? I mean, radio. If radio works, it's a personality-driven uh, format. Right. Talk is, and uh, I, I just, I bring what I bring to it. I can't start being somebody I'm not, or and and actually, I am hoping, but maybe the internet won't allow it. I don't know. To uh, not have the you know the usual you know I here I am and we're going to talk about uh, politics all the time and I'm going to stake out the left end. I Right. I, boring. Mhm. It's boring because to me
0: one thing you will notice about an internet audience which is great they want to stay away from politics usually. Only if it's something they really are upset about or they want to see something happen. Mhm. Because they're going to the Internet because they want different programming. They're yeah, tired they of want what that. they're hearing on mainstream.
4: <laughs> right. So if they want the screaming, me-me, uh, left-right crap, they, there's plenty of that. Well, there's plenty of the right on the radio, but, it, it, yeah, there it is. I hate I, – Bill, I cannot tell you how I loathe uh, and and also how I feel it's harmful to our country. And to all of us, this this uh, uncivil discourse, and you see it playing out now in these you know town hall meetings. We have law. We don't even know how to talk to each other or to have our voices heard unless we're screaming and that's true. And making uh, you know just outrageous accusations.
0: Well, I I was hearing this whole health care debate that's going on right now. Oh. I've been listening to the talking heads on the cable channels, which I realized once again that I need to turn off to lower my blood pressure exactly. because I'm tired of hearing stupid people talk. Right. But but I've noticed that when, no matter if it's left or right, if they don't know what they're talking about, they just start getting louder and louder right. until the person they're talking to backs down and says, okay, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting. And the other thing that bothers me too is that with what was going on, especially at, at Spector's town hall meetings this week, which I don't know if you've Caught any glimpses of them? Yes, I did. That the people were quoting things or talking about the Constitution, and they had no idea what they were talking about. Clearly, (laughs) this one woman that has become the media icon out of Lebanon, PA. This woman who says we need to go back to the the way the Constitution was written from the founding fathers. I'm going, okay, you're not allowed to vote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. What? You can't own property.
3: You can't vote. Yeah, I'm going like, okay.
0: Channel. And I, I'm going, You've got to be kidding me. But people are 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 doing this because they're getting their and I hate to say this term because it sounds very wrong, but they're getting their marching orders from conservative radio.
3: Right.
0: Say, This is what you need to do. And not only that now, but also on conservative websites. This is how you disrupt a meeting. <laughs> oh God. And I'm not like sad. Now, I have my solution to the whole thing, and, and, and no one's asked me, and I've mentioned it several times, is that we need to go into the meetings first off and go, okay, everybody here, who is receiving Social Security? Raise your hand. Okay, thank you. Keep those hands up. Those who receiving Medicare right now, please raise your hands. Keep the hands up. Any of you receiving a small business loan through the SBA? Hands up. Anybody receiving a college loan that's subsidized by the government? Okay, you'll have three quarters, if not all, the room. Raise your hand. Go, thank you very much you now have no room to talk because you're taking a government subsidy and you have no room to argue about health care. Right. Because these Why they don't see that? See that? but they don't see it. This weekend, which again, hating to relate how old you are is the 40th anniversary of Woodstock. Right. <laughs> NP- NPR this week, Did a piece on it, which was hilarious, saying that the people 40 years ago were for for free love and free drugs. Now they're the ones at these meetings yelling and screaming that no one else can have it because what's mine is mine, and you can't have any. So what oh, over forty years?
4: I would be very surprised if um, I know the age range is right, but I would be surprised if the people that were actually at Woodstock are the same idiots. I, I, <laughs> I, I I'm serious because I know oh, people are, who are at Woodstock, and they're oh, not
0: I, stupid. I know one or two too that still have those the, that that ideology that believe that way. But I wouldn't be surprised that some that claim they oh, were, God. Are, are doing it, but I, I. I call my father, and I keep telling him, you're the reason that we, we don't have health care. I said, why? He said, because you have yours, and I can't get mine, which I have – <laughs> where I work at, I have a great one. But it's just really interesting that, that the way the media is playing it, the way talk radio is playing it, people that are not educated or not interested in getting educated are scared to death.
4: And what's – you mentioned media, and here again, let's rip into the mainstream media, uh, traditional media – where they're covering this with you know and they seem to be incapable of you know like saying uh that this is utter nonsense like the reporters not supposed to say despite the facts the you know the protesters said because then they're fearful of being called liberal or right. it, they've gotten so I'm I'm so sick of the timidity and the fact that um I think media now sees it as in its interest to actually stoke these fires because it creates drama and uh, and gives them more fodder to, uh, you know, keep yapping and doing their cable shows and their talk. And their, I, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go shoot myself. <laughs> don't do that. You have a show starting on Tuesday. Yes, but you see, this is why I don't want to talk about this stuff. Well, and that,
0: and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. What's nice about the internet is you don't have to.
4: Well, I'm not going to, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> why, you just help me decide that. Uh, okay, why uh, the hell with it all?
0: Okay, and, and then whenever they decide that they don't want you anymore, don't blame
4: me. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's not my fault. I won't I won't. Yeah, I have to tell you I have really uh enjoyed uh this 3 months of unemployment. And uh that's the scary part. I have found my my inner uh couch potato. And I, I, I was just loving life as a sort of relaxed person mm-hmm. who didn't have to read the paper, who didn't have to have an opinion on everything. And uh, the idea that now I'm going to have to have opinions on everything again, I, I do find somewhat uh, dispiriting. And, and maybe I won't. You know, maybe I'll. It, 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 don't you get the sense that most people are sort of in the middle of these screaming memes on both yes. sides? Yeah. Well, so there's a big audience. Yeah, and
0: no one's catering to it.
4: Well, maybe I can do that. I and don't know. You you make
0: the comment about opinion. And in your job, do you see yourself as a person that is there to change opinion?
4: No, I don't think. Well, wait. Wait, wait. Let me think. Let me remember how I used to – sometimes I definitely did feel that way, yeah. Like I had a platform, and I could maybe, like during the presidential campaigns, I mm-hmm. was trying to pull people over, you know, to Obama but, or something. But, but oh God, I don't know. I mean that that sets uh, the host up as some kind of a of, of a preacher or a guru, and well, I again, and I, I'm uncomfortable with that.
0: The reason I ask you that is because a former colleague of yours and I had the same discussion. And that was Doug Hurth about opinion, and he says, "My job's not to change your opinion, my job is to give the information so you can change your own opinion."
4: Well, ideally, yes, but that's, that's not how most audiences though, receive it, and you see how people are fearful of arriving at their own opinions now
0: and that's scary.
4: Yeah, I agree I so, agree it is. Now,
0: have you ever thought of going? <laughs> taking the route that I did and going into education and messing with young minds or at least college-age minds
4: um, about I gave what it, you do? Yeah, I gave it some consideration. It would not be my first choice. I, I don't think um, – I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't have patience, um, I think, to be a teacher. If and I, I, I
0: can see you doing the lecture circuit on a college level.
4: Well, maybe, but you know, I don't know. I don't, Bill. I, I'm the last one to ever know anything I should be doing. <laughs> and and I said, "Push well, well, in that direction." <laughs> yeah. Well, when we started this, I mean, you know, I you said, "How did you?" Get? I don't know how I get to where I am. I, I I don't know. But teaching, I don't know. Both my siblings have taught, and one is a, a professor. Um, it, I don't know. It doesn't appear. To me for some reason i don't know why i think i'm a very uh, solitary person and what appeals to me um is is sitting in a little closet by myself talking to people <laughs> who really aren't there uh,
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of us like that
4: <laughs> uh, yeah
0: i get up and except i talk in front of a, i love entertaining and uh, when i started teaching this is now my 11th year when i went in the first time the kids go but why do you do this I said, I do seven shows a day. They're 45 minutes long, and there's seven shows a day. They looked at me and thought I was nuts. I'm going, no, I'm entertaining. That's my job. No, Well,
4: that's that's true. And that aspect of it, right, doing a live show every day. Um, and
0: you never know where they're coming from.
4: My fear, though, is, is that I would be more, knowing my personality, I would be more of an entertainer than a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be helpful to anyone. You know, I... I, I, I'd, be, I'd be, you know, wanting them to be entertained. Well, I don't think a teacher is supposed to be thinking in those terms.
0: <laughs> well, it depends on the day of the week, I guess. Now, <laughs> you, mentioned,
4: you mentioned your siblings. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to have your sister Susan on the program?
4: Well, not until it gets a little longer. I mean, I don't want if I have just an hour. But, yeah, I'll we'll, I'll have to get Susan back because she's smarter than me. And, and if things get political, she she handles that better than me. And also, she's got a bunch of fans.
0: Yeah, it was amazing because I would tune in because I, unfortunately, where I was at, I was able to listen to you during my lunch, and my uh, my planning period, and I could stream you guys online, and it was amazing how many people that called to talk to her. Right, and, and I, I would
4: you. just sit back. I mean, I loved it because I mean, I I'd sit back and you know look at you know look at my email and uh, you know and eat a sandwich. <laughs> and uh, I, I was getting paid, and she wasn't. <laughs>
0: so th- do you see this program maybe going back up to the three-hour? Or I mean, yeah. is there a time that you're comfortable with? Would you rather do two? Would you rather do three? What would um, you want to do?
4: I, you know, it's funny. It's whatever. It's grass is always greener. One is too short. Right. Uh, three often feels too long. And two, I guess then, would generally be just right. I did two at WAMO and I sure liked that better because I could leave the studio and not feel totally wrung out. Three mm-hmm. hours really rings you out. I now, don't think people realize how exhausting it is. <laughs>
0: now the the other question I have for you is the city paper and Steel City Media looking at creating a online station that does talk, or is this just an experiment right now to see how well you do?
4: I think this is just to see how well this happens, but I think that's a great idea.
0: Because what's nice about this, and every station, you've worked early enough in the day other than at WAMO uh-huh. is that those stations, they, they're these, uh, the dawn to dusk that whenever the sun goes down, the frequency gets weaker.
4: Right, right. And about
0: the internet, it never gets weak.
4: Right. That's right. People have said to me, you know, you've got the best signal you've ever had. Yeah. And And
0: that's true. Now, is the uh, city paper going to turn this into a program that people can download and listen on mobile devices? Or is it just going to be the complete live stream?
4: Uh, We were talking about that uh, on Thursday, and I think – Yes, it will be there. I don't think it is at the you know immediately this week, but yes, I think okay. it will be downloadable. Looking into um, uh, you know iTunes,
3: right. <coughs> excuse
4: me, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and increasingly, I guess people with iPhones and Blackberries they can
0: they can stream it.
4: They can, can stream it time. live, is
0: it live uh, while it's going on, and they can also. Uh, Download it. Now, are you going to have a producer doing this? Or are you doing everything not, not yourself? Not initially,
4: no. Okay. No, I'm not. But
0: there'll be someone that on Tuesday standing over your shoulder making sure you press the right buttons.
4: Uh, yeah, I hope so, because <laughs> I am notorious for pressing the wrong buttons. But, he, I, you know, the, it, it looks like a really easy setup. I have to just, you know, uh, uh, turn on my mic and turn off my mic. That seems to me about all the buttons I have to push at this point.
0: Now, with this first hour, are there advertisers, or is this just commercial free no,
4: right now? No, there are advertisers.
0: Okay. Any and, of the ones that you had formerly? Yes. Okay.
4: Of course, and new and new ones as well. And the only way, uh, Bill, this thing's going to work is if we do get advertisers. Right. That's, okay. that's what it's all about, because
3: uh, uh, somebody's
4: got to pay the freight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you uh, know, the internet is—you know—everybody expects everything to be for free. Well, fine, but somebody's got to be paying something, and it's—it's right. it's, it's interesting. Uh, the advertisers have seemed, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have to leave in about uh, a minute or two because I have to go um, meet with a potential advertiser.
0: Well, that's and that that's good, and I was going to get ready to wrap it up here anyhow. But I, I appreciate you taking time on your Saturday. I've had a blast. I hope we can do this again sometime,
4: I, Bill. I'd love to, and I want to tell you something. You've done me a real favor because I haven't really talked uh, about this, frankly, much at all. Um, and just talking to you uh, today, and talking about radio, and 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 you prodding me uh, with your very good questions about how, you know, what's going to happen and how I feel about this. You've you've really helped. Help clarify things for me, uh, and I will enter that studio on Tuesday, sort of less blind than I, than I would have been otherwise and I sincerely mean that because i 'm not somebody who sucks up. I really mean this has been very, very helpful to me and enjoyable
0: well and it 's been an honor for me to be able to sit down and talk with you and um, whenever everything is done and produced officially, I will send you a link to the program so you can hear what we did
3: fantastic so I, have,
0: I appreciate it and Thank you very much. But before I end this, can I ask you to do one thing for me? Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Since I'm, I'm low budget and all my guests produce my liners for me.
4: Okay. What do you want me to do?
0: Can you say I'm Lynn Cullen and you're online with Bill Alexander?
4: You bet I can. I'm Lynn Cullen and you're online with Bill Alexander.
0: Lynn, thank you very much. Good luck on Tuesday. I'll be listening, and I'll be thank tweeting you, you as uh, much Woo! as I possibly can on Tuesday. So. Well,
4: okay, i got to get – okay, you reminded me about that. Now that makes me nervous. <laughs> My tweets. Okay. Love hey, you. Thank I, you. I can do it. Anybody
0: can do it. Lynn, okay. thank you very much, and hope to talk to you again in the future. I hope so too, Bill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: The Net Connection, local people providing local Internet access fast Internet access, friendly customer service. Give the Net Connection a call at 724-929-4700 or visit them online at www.dp.net. Phil Giannetti Motors, providing quality vehicles for 40 years. If you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle, give Chip Giannetti a call at 724-785-6800 or visit them online at www.philgianettimotors.com.
4: This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can find out more at Blueberry.com. That's blueberry with no com.
0: I'm Jim Locay from KDKA-TV, and you are listening to Online with Bill Alexander. I'd like to thank Mr. Locay for doing that a while back, but we'd also like to thank someone I'd like to call a new friend, Ms. Lynn Cullen, for joining us for the last 48 minutes or so online with yours truly, Bill Alexander, as we talked about radio in Pittsburgh, Lynn's career, and also her new venture with the Pittsburgh City Paper, starting this coming Tuesday, the 18th of August, 2009. She'll be streaming her first online radio program at 10 a.m. The website, there's actually a couple ways to be able to reach it at Pittsburgh City Paper .ws or Pgh City Paper .com, and if you need more information on that, there's links on my website. There's a little block there that talks about Lynn's uh, Lynn's uh, program that's coming up, and you'll be able to go to my website online with BillAlexander .com for more information. But again, I'd like to thank Lynn Cullen. It was something that I've always wanted to do with her, and I'm very grateful that she was able to take time to uh, share herself with us here online with yours truly Bill Alexander. Well, that's going to wrap up a show for tonight. Back in on Wednesday night at 10.06 with another friend of the program's Eric O'Brien from Pittsburgh's radio and television online, or as we like to call it, (laughs) PBRTV.com. So we'd like to look forward to that. If you have any questions about media in general or even Pittsburgh media in general, Eric will be more than happy to take your call here on Wednesday night at 10:06, and that is the 19th of August, 2009. So everybody, you have a great night. I am out of here, and we will talk to everyone here on Wednesday night here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
4: You have just gone online with Bill Alexander, the Netio Show. For more information on the Netio Show and to download this podcast. Go to info. That's www.netio.info. Online with Bill Alexander, The Netio Show is a million dollar baby production in association with TalkShoe.com.
0: Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing Designer This or Designer That? Even Designer Furniture. On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the Designer Prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or DesignerLooks.com.